You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to the seventh episode of the Great British Chiefs show with the boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. How are we doing, mate? I'm doing well. Love the intro. You've yeah. been working on that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I like it. I've got a lot to I like it. I've got a lot. Here we are on a Friday night recording a podcast. We've both got a beer in hand. It's oh, it's lovely. Quarter past 10 local. I've just had a game of seven-a-side football, which is the reason why this podcast has been recorded a little bit later. By football, I mean soccer. Or football, <laughs> um, proper football, as yeah, we call it. Football. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit sweaty. Well, I've had a shower. I've just come. Do you know? Do you find when you come out of a shower, like sometimes you come out feeling dirtier than you went in? You feel dirty and feel hotter, or is it just? Yeah, it, it is, especially if it's hot outside. Yeah, yeah. That's and then you I just get out and you think, am I, am I wet or am I just sweating? I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. It. And then you put clothes on, and you just you don't feel right again. Yeah. Exactly. So, welcome to uh, Arrowhead Pride, the Great British Chiefs show <laughs> after dark. Um, no, no, I just the dark. <laughs> no, I just played a football game, and it got me thinking whilst I was there. Actually, because for some strange reason, I started thinking about the podcast whilst playing a game of football. But as I was playing, like I bet I you're a great teammate. <laughs> the guys that I was playing with, they were like really mouthy, and there was yeah. like a lot of trash talk. And tonight was the first time I've ever played with this group of blokes. I got invited by a friend who happens to be one of the mouthiest on the entire pitch. But it got me thinking, like, if I played American football, what type of trash talker would I be? Would I be, like, one of those guys that just lets my play do the talking? Or would I just be in your face? Like, I already know what you would be. You would be in in everyone's face after every single play. You'd be Phil Rivers. I'd be, yeah, I'd be like that. I'd, I'd be more uh, kind of like the uh, the honey badger as well. I think I'd be yeah. really kind of just letting my mouth go. Yeah, yeah. I but I think that. you you would be a bit more reserved. I think you would just let your player do the talking, which I've yeah. seen you do actually in our flag footballs that we've had. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, but even still though, then you know, you just you just go about it, precision. You just do your thing. Where I'm just more like, yeah, I'll just get my mouth go. <laughs> I will I will I'll just make, let my mouth go just yeah, small man actually, syndrome <laughs> yeah it is yeah. it's the balding man syndrome as well that's what it is yeah. <laughs> there's some good there's been some good trash talking over the years yeah um, I, I, I like the mic'd ups I love yes, all of right. those mic'd ups and you really get the kind of feel of what it's like on the field don't you playing mm-hmm. against you know uh, two big teams 
Um, I can't remember who it was once who said, uh, are you still talking? I eat burritos bigger than you. I love it. I love it because like they're, they're talk and talk and talk. The play will go on. And as the play is going on, all, all you can is <laughs> bang, bang, <laughs> crashing everything. And then next thing you know, yap, 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 yap. It doesn't matter yeah. who it is. Like I think one of my favorite clips from last year was, uh, the honey badger when he set the edge against the big um, Cleveland Browns right tackle, oh, I think it was, and he yeah. got destroyed, <laughs> but he didn't care because he set the edge and it enabled a tackle for the loss. No, it, yeah, yeah, tackle for loss, baby. Woo. Yeah, pop straight up. <laughs> tackle for loss. I'm just thinking, yes. He got flattened. <laughs> yeah. Didn't care. Didn't care. I love it. I love it. I just, I can't, I know what I'm like as a person. Like I really struggle with like aggressiveness and that's what I struggled with when I played kitted American football. I struggled with aggressiveness because I'm just such a placid guy that yeah. I'm just not the type that's going to just start trash talking everywhere. And I, I know that I'm just like a big friendly giant. I know it. Yeah. I can imagine that, but yeah, I can, I can very much see you as kind of like the technical kind of guy. Yeah, on the field yeah. it would just 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 make sure he's doing the plays doing what he has to do right and he'll do it it's basically because i need to concentrate so much so i understand everything that's going on <laughs> yeah where i'm just literally flying around my hair on fire that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my kind of thing isn't it so anyway no, mate so calm last week watching old eurovision um <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh that's go, not god <laughs> anyway let's get chatting about the chiefs there's so much being said about, you know, this Chiefs team is going to be going back to the Super Bowl again for the third succession. And there's so much that we we obviously go, uh, so much we actually think about this team as being, they are Super Bowl ready again. Yeah. But we've had a bit of a thought here and we're thinking, what if, what if the Chiefs don't actually do it? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, what? Yeah. What are the scenarios that could play out here that might not get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl this year? Well, it's a really good question. It's There are scenarios. They're like, this Chiefs team isn't perfect. Their opponents aren't just going to lay down and let the Chiefs take the Super Bowl appearance. There's yeah. every chance that they're not going to make it. Obviously, they are favourites and they're favourites for a good reason. But there are certain things that could happen in the next six to seven to eight months that could be a reason for the Chiefs not to make it. So that's what we're going to try and do now. We're going to lay out some certain things that if they were to happen, would they be the reason why the Chiefs might not make Super Bowl 56? Yeah. Now, we don't want to make it a negative show. Because <laughs> we're all going to be on a fight, on a, a you know, like a, a big high on this season, don't we? For sure. Because mm -hmm. we want, we definitely want to take this, this, this title back. Um, but yeah, we're going to go through quite a few um, um, scenarios that it might scupper the chances. Yeah, Let's just say not, that. No, no, we're not going to sit here and say that if Exhibit A happens, that. Yeah the Chiefs aren't going to make a Super Bowl. What we're saying is, is that if that one thing happens, it is an extra obstacle that the Chiefs will need to overcome to make the Super Bowl. Exactly. They could, all eight or nine of these could happen and the Chiefs could still make the Super Bowl. What we're saying is if any of these do happen, the Chiefs' chances of making the Super Bowl drop slightly. And well, that's what we're trying to 
get across to you here today is what are the certain the different things that could happen that could dent the Chiefs' chances? Exactly, exactly. So please don't hate us. <laughs> please don't hate us for this. Yeah, exactly. But it, it is it is more of a reality check because I think we we did we have had this kind of reality check ever since the Super Bowl. Yeah, and having the O-line just literally decimated as it was, which obviously yeah. was a scenario that caused that. So we just want to make sure that we, you know, we cover all bases here. Yes, we're on a high. Yes, we're, we're obviously Chiefs fans. We really want to make sure that the, you know, the Chiefs make it this year and, and obviously take the title back. But Tom, you're going to start us off with a scenario that, that could be a bit of a game changer on this, couldn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> I can't believe I'm starting with this one. <laughs> Uh, if, if if you guys still listen to me after this, then great, good on you. Um, what if Mac Jones is the real deal in New England? What if it comes to training camp and he lights it up? He has a great preseason. Cam Newton has a really bad couple of weeks to start the season, and mm-hmm. Bill Belichick sticks Mac Jones in, and he starts playing lights out. That would be a problem for Kansas City. New England being good would be a problem because last year they were not a good team, but they won seven games. They nearly got to 500. They had most of their defense opt out the season. They're all coming back. Hightower's coming back. One of the best linebackers in football. Mm -hmm. Free agency, they went crazy. They signed Kendrick Bourne. They signed Hunter Henry. They signed John Smith. They've, given the Patriots quarterbacks weapons and that all paired with Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick and decent to good quarterback play for Mac Jones adds an extra obstacle for the Chiefs to overcome come January and it's not an obstacle I would like us to face. Yeah and they've been very active recently in free agency as well haven't Mm -hmm. they so it, it yeah, I mean they've they've obviously built a team, and they it, I think they feel as though they felt that they were a quarterback away from from being a complete team. Um, maybe not last year, but it's not maybe not last year. They might feel like they're, they're this that more way. Well, last year, this they were year but last year yeah. they were a million miles away. They had they had far too much go against them, the Patriots, for them to be good last year. But yeah. they've kind of had their great reset now, and you just I'm just looking at them, and I'm thinking. If they get that quarterback position sorted, either in the form of Cam Newton finding his 2015 form, which won't happen, by the way, or Mac Jones coming back yeah. or coming into the team and just going lights out as a rookie, which is is possible. You you never know. If that does happen, then I just don't want the Chiefs to have to face New England and more specifically Bill Belichick come crunch time. Yeah. There's, a, there's 14 other teams that I would like the Chiefs to play in the AFC playoffs before New England. Yeah. Do you know what really freaks me out about Mac Jones the most? Go on. His body. <laughs> right? Okay. Because he has a similar body to what Tom Brady was in the in the combine. Yeah. Yeah. And that freaks me out. <laughs> he's not even okay. athletic or anything, right? It just freaks me out. It freaks thought, me out. I, I, I thought you were going to tell me that you've been like stalking his Instagram and he has like a no. fur nipple there or something. No. That's what I thought no. you were going to say. He, he, looks, he looks like a Tom Brady from the Combine from like the 199th <laughs> or whatever it was. And that freaks the hell out of me. It really okay. does. Because I don't want another Tom Brady, especially in, the, in New England. Okay. I, I think it's safe to say that Matt Jones isn't going to be the new Tom Brady, but... Uh, 
but you never know, do you? You never, <laughs> you never know. know. You never know. Um, but yeah, that's that's the number one thing that freaks me out. I've not really seen much film on him, but it, I saw I saw that he was he had his top off or something, and I was like, oh my god, he looks like Tom Brady. That <laughs> freaked me out. I'm really freaked me out. But anyway, just moving swiftly on. Uh, right, I'm going to go with the playoff seedings because we mentioned this before about uh, we're not very particularly happy with the way that the new playoff seedings have occurred now, where you don't have the second seed getting the bye week. Yeah, and. It was, I mean, it was proven last year that the Chiefs really had to be the number one seed to get through to obviously, you know, get their get their bye week and have a good, another good run into the Super Bowl. And the last two years they've had that bye week in the playoffs, haven't they? Yeah. And that's yeah. then led on to them being the Super Bowl. So if yeah. we don't have that this time, and if we do have, you know, another kind of emergence of, a, of an AFC team that uh, suddenly kind of steals it or has a, a better schedule set. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs miss out by a game or something like that. It really does kind of throw everything out of sync because there's an yeah. extra game there. They've got to play. Um, more risk of injuries. And it it just, it feels, yeah, it just feels like, you know, it's it's just a, another kind of bridge too far in a way, doesn't it? An extra game we've got to play. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I don't feel it's warranted, if you, especially if a, te- if, if a team's like a second seed. They should have the right to have yeah, I, I'm, the old you, system, the old season system. I've voiced my opinion on this a million times. Why should you ruin the chances of a second seed of making the Super Bowl and having a really competitive AFC Championship game for the sake of a seventh seed, which realistically has little to no chance to make the Super Bowl? I just don't get it. I I, no. I I think it's ludicrous. I've been so anti this since they announced it. Like me and Pete have had like full-on debates in the DMs about this because he is so pro the seventh seed. And really? I am so anti the seventh seed. Like, And we That's both understand the reasoning for it, more yeah. money, that extra game. It's the reason why the NFL do it. But for me, giving the second seed that extra game to play just dents their chances. And if the Chiefs do have to play an extra game, then say the Bills or the Ravens or the Browns, mm it will make a difference. And like, you look at the Chiefs last year, they effectively had two bye weeks because they had the number one wrapped up. They could sit in week 17. Then they had the bye week. They could watch the wild card round go. And then they had the divisional round. Like it was just pure chill for the Chiefs where if they did have the second seed and they have to face a seventh seed that might be a little bit hot, that could lead to injuries. You never know. You have that extra game. There's always risk of extra game. I just hate it. I really, and I, it's never going to go away. There's only one way this is going. They're just going to increase the playoffs. Like it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if in 10 years time, you're talking about an 18 playoff. Like it's just, it's just the way the NFL works. They're, they're going to constantly be looking for more and more and more. And when the next CBA is up, you're probably looking at 18 game schedule, 18 playoffs. Oh, don't you start play, with that. You play 17 <laughs> games on the road. You play 17 games in London. Like, it's just like, it's just going to be all over the shop. Like, if you want to play a game on Mars, we'll schedule that in for 2050. Like, it's going to be just, it's going to be gimme, 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 take, take, take from the NFL. And I just don't like the way it's going. And if the Chiefs do have the second seed, again, thanks to the new structure, that would dent the Chiefs' chances of making the Super Bowl. What about you, mate? You got one there? I do, I do, I do. Um, please tell me you know the reference. 
silence. You should see the look he's giving me here, Chiefs Kingdom. So I if, do, I, I, if do. I were to turn around and go, I do, I do, I do. Oh, mate. <laughs> you are <What>? old. You <laughs> are old. <laughs> you are so old. <laughs> wow. I do, I do, you I not do. have Nickelodeon as a kid. So if I turn around yeah. to you and said, who loves orange soda? Oh, is it uh, Keenan and Kel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm slaughtering eight minutes. Sorry. <laughs> How many have you had? <laughs> my, my third one. My third one. Um, Lamar Jackson and or Josh Allen finally figuring out the Kansas City defense and how to play in a game against Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Let's be fair. Mahomes has had and Steve Spagnuolo has had his way with the Bills and the Ravens. Like yeah. Mahomes is 5-0 and against those teams. There's only been one close game, and that was the first time that the Lamar and Patrick Mahomes met in Arrowhead back in 2018. Ever since, the four matchups have been blowouts, whether that's been playoffs or regular seasons, away, home, prime time, normal time, it hasn't mattered. If those two quarterbacks can figure out how to get over that mental hump of A, playing Patrick Mahomes and B, playing against the Chiefs defence, which seems just to be built for playing those two particular quarterbacks. If those two can figure it out and get a win or two against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, that is another obstacle in the way of the Chiefs making the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I know we we obviously... As fans, we 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 kind of say that you know obviously Lamar is in uh, is in Patrick's pocket, but mm-hmm. yeah, there, there, there can be a time where you know it just might just might just happen for Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and the Ravens. It might just happen. It might just click. And you know, there's so much being said about blueprints and trying to find out the Chiefs, the you know, find out their blueprint that is the key to everything, the key to success. And people seem to think about that when the books beaters in the Super Bowl but um, at the moment I mean there's nothing there really to suggest that you know the Ravens or um, you know the Bills or anybody like that is, is going to cause us that much that mm-hmm. much problems but I think you're right I think it, it, it can take one game I mean look what happened with the Raiders last year yeah they got a win and you know in our head you know it was un, it was unheard of you know it was who was who was going to beat the Chiefs and suddenly the lowly Raiders who didn't really do much all season found a way to beat the Chiefs and give us a real good game in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So and, I agree with you. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to, we've got to watch with, those teams. And it kind of ties in with the last one we just talked about in regards to the playoff structure. You drop a game to Josh Allen, you yeah. are behind in that uh, playoff, in that playoff race. That that battle yeah. for the first seed becomes so much harder if you lose any of those games against Lamar or or Josh Allen. So yeah, it's, it's certainly something the Chiefs do need to be wary of. And I'm sure they are. It seems like the defense is being built to get to the Super Bowl. Not necessarily win the Super Bowl, but they've they've looked at the type of opponents that they face in the AFC and they've got the kind of guys that they want to face these mobile quarterbacks. And it seems to be working for them so far. All right, mate. I think we'll take a quick break there. We'll have a bit of a beer and a chat and uh, we'll be back soon. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. We're discussing the Chiefs' chances of getting to the Super Bowl and the possible scenarios that could scupper those chances moving forward. So we've just had uh, Tom talking about Lamar Jackson and uh, the Bills as well, Josh Allen um, being the you know the AFC teams that could be trying to hunt for the Chiefs this year. Now I'm going to go with the Chiefs' injuries. Well, any team, any team that gets injuries is going to have issues getting through to uh, the later stages of obviously the playoffs. Um, and the Chiefs are no different. We, we've clearly seen that already with a decimated O-line mm-hmm. last year. And it's it's those areas, isn't it? I mean, if any any one of our kind of talisman players, Hill, Mahomes, Kelsey, um, even like the likes of Tyron Matthew, Jones, uh, Frank Clark, anybody like that who actually goes down injured, it's going to cause an issue. It's going to cause ructions. And I mean, we saw that with Mahomes as well last season where he had the um, the sort of concussion protocol that he went through, didn't he? Losing a player like that can expose the Chiefs and yeah. it almost did against the Browns in the playoffs. Yeah, and it did in the Super Bowl. And exactly, it did yeah. in the Super Bowl. Like, it's obviously the most obvious one of all of these. Of course, losing a player like Patrick Mahomes will dent your Super Bowl chances. I think the Chiefs could make the playoffs with Chad Henney. I have that much faith in Andy Reid. If like if you especially with the extra playoffs thing, the seven playoff teams, if you said to Andy Reid, you've got to win ten games with Chad Henney and this offense, I think he could do it. I do. I think Andy Reid's that good. I don't think I Chad Henney's that good. Out of the 10. Yeah, I don't think Chad Henney's that good. I just think Andy Reid yeah. is. But, um, but when you get to the playoffs and when you get to the Super Bowl itself, if you haven't got Mahomes, you're not winning the Super Bowl. I just yeah. sit here and think, like, how many of these players could we actually cope without? Like, for me, like, losing Kelsey would just be game oh, over. Yeah. For me, yeah. that would be game over. He's so important to everything the offence wants to do. If you lose Hill... Yes, obviously, there will be a massive drop down in production from wide receiver. You lose the explosive plays, but at least you've still got the chain moving guy in, in Travis Kelsey. On the other side, lose Chris Jones. You'd need some production from them, Frank Clark and Jaron Reed, which would be mm. harder for them to come by. And losing Honey Badger would obviously be an issue as well because he's the glue that holds the defensive backfield together. For but sure, for me, yeah. the big ones would be the offensive line being decimated, us seeing a repeat of Super Bowl 55, mm. all my homes being, being injured. But there's no point dwelling on, on those because it's so obvious. And it's so obvious yeah. to every single team. You lose star players, it dents your chances. It's the reality of the NFL. Yeah. 
just ask the charges. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So here's my here's my third one. Okay, we kind of talked about this subject a little bit in previous shows, so I'm going to keep this quite quick. But big trades to AFC rivals. So from June 1st, the likes of Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, they could they could start seeing like interest in terms of trades because of their contract situations and et cetera, et cetera. So if if obviously Rogers and or Jones gets traded to the AFC West, either to the Chargers yeah. or Rogers to the Broncos, then that is an issue and an issue that the Chiefs will have to account for, especially Aaron Rodgers. There's there's Julio Jones would be a problem, but Aaron Rodgers would be like a constant headache. He would be a migraine um, for the Chiefs. <laughs> and um, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked this to death in the previous six shows because it's been lingering around and lingering around. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Broncos is, again, it's like the injuries. It's so, so obvious that if it happens, you just know that straight away the Chiefs odds are being cut. Yeah, and you'd like to think that obviously Mahomes can overcome anything. We've got this, you know, the world's greatest quarterback in, in our team. But like you said, we, you know, a player like Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, it, you can't deny he's a great player. Mm-hmm. He's a great player, and um, no matter no matter how you look at it, the Broncos do seem to be very short of you know a, a, a star quarterback at the moment. Yeah. And if they get that, then yes, it does really kind of hinder the chief chances I think there's an argument to be made that the Broncos have like a top five six seven roster yeah their problem is their offensive line and their quarterback everything yeah. else is brilliant the defence is going to be excellent this year I love the addition of Fuller um, being paired with Vic Vangio, Vic Vangio again I just think the yeah. Broncos defence is going to be really good and then if they can get quarterback play then the sky is the limit for them, unfortunately. For sure. Absolutely. All right, then I'm going to go with um, <clears throat> the opening five games of the season. And we've touched on this briefly as well in one of the previous podcasts, but the opening five games this year are ridiculously difficult. Yeah. And it's crazy to say that when you say that, you know, we've got the Browns in like what week one. <laughs> 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 Normally we're like, oh, the Browns, that's a chewing as a W. But, um, you know, the first five weeks are going to be a telling kind of uh, part of the season for the Chiefs. And we've, we've earmarked that already um, because we think it's going to be a bit more of a cakewalk later on, but it's it's how you start off in this, in the, in this season as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've got the Browns week one, Ravens, Chargers, Eagles and Bills. I mean, that's a tough start. It, it, any team's going to have a tough start with those play, the, with those teams. To pull the curtain back on this podcast a little bit, Brad just had to pause recording so he could look up the schedule and he was struggling, bless him, because as he was talking to you a minute ago, I don't know if you could tell in his voice that he was like delaying it and delaying it as he was going <laughs> frantically through Google to find the schedule. It's and he's like, I'm just trying to find the schedule. I'm just trying to find the schedule. And I just sat there and I was like, I knew it, but I knew that he was struggling at the same time. So I thought, I'm just going to let him struggle and just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up a schedule here and it was like I was like I'm going to miss San Francisco 49ers what the heck <laughs> I realised that was preseason. I was like I've got the wrong I've got the wrong year 
<laughs> no, but you're right. You're right. It is a tough start to the schedule. Uh, it really is. But we talked about this in a couple of shows again, where we, we said how the Chiefs can use that to their advantage as well by how they can wrap the AFC up in the first five weeks of the of the year because they get those tiebreakers against callbacks we've already mentioned on this on this show, then they will be laughing. But if they do drop two or three of those games in a very tough run of fixtures, they will be fighting and they will be battling uphill for the rest of the season. So my next one, a COVID outbreak. Now, I don't know the rules. Oh, don't, yet. please. Like, I know the pandemic in a lot of people's eyes is very nearly over. Like, I've got my vaccine booked for next week. I know you've already had yours. A lot of America has been fully vaccinated. And the NFL released some rules earlier this week regarding vaccination and protocols. And it said that if a player who is fully vaccinated comes in close contact with a positive um, COVID person, then they will no longer have to self-isolate like they did last year. But one thing we don't know yet is the rules regarding a vaccinated player testing positive for COVID. That's not, they haven't released what they're going to do about that yet. Last year, if you tested positive for COVID, you isolated for 10 days to two weeks. Now, we don't know at the moment what the vaccine does for transmission. There's simply not enough data. There's some some theories out there that people are saying that it does affect transmission, but Quite simply, we don't know what it does for transmission yet when it comes to variants, uh, all these different factors that they, the scientists and researchers have to account for. So if there were to be a COVID outbreak and they kept last year's rules in terms of testing positive, that's another thing that could go wrong for Kansas mm. City. Playoff yeah. game, two or three days before, five or six of your star players get covid yeah. Test positive, they have to sit out that game. We saw it last year. Look at the the Ravens. Look at what they had to field against the um, the the Steelers. The Eagles had to field a team without a quarterback. They had yeah. to play a game without God, a quarterback. And yeah, you, you better believe that if there are positive tests in the day and age of vaccines, that the NFL will make these games go ahead, especially when they've sold 80,000 tickets for said game and sold the TV rights for it. So it's just, it's it's another thing that could go wrong, but again, like injuries, it could go wrong for any team as well. I I actually remember the chiefs actually having the barber come through as well. And he got tested for uh, for COVID, didn't he? And he got, uh, it was positive. And it meant there was a handful of players that, had to be self-isolated because they weren't sure whether they had it either. So yeah, there's, there's still that, obviously that real risk that COVID is, is, is definitely a factor in this because like you said, if, if people are thinking that we are, it's 2021, we're coming out the other side of it, but you really just don't know. The next one for me is, and I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but what if, what if Mahomes has a bad game? What? I know. No. What if he has a bad game? See, earlier I made jokes about you having too many beers <laughs> on this show. Now I know you've had too many beers. Well, you know, he's got a baby and everything now. You know, he's doing all the parenthood thing. And you know what it's like as well as I do. Parenting is tough. Yeah. You've got to get up in the middle of the night. You've got to do the feeds. You've got to do the nightly changes. You've got to do all of that. And I can imagine Patrick Mahomes is very much a hands-on dad. 
I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. He might just have a, a late night and, you know, you know, baby Sterling's all, you know, all up in his face and just making it all life hard for him. And the next game is a game against the, I don't know, an AFC rival, AFC, see, AFC I, West rival. I like to he think. He might have a bad game. See, we don't I, know, mate. We don't know. That's, that's some scenario that you've just threw out there. I like to think that Brittany would allow Patrick to stay in bed the night yeah. before a game. Like, yeah. I don't know what the, the situation is with in terms of staying with hotels for home games. Like I know over here that Arsenal, for example, even if they're playing a home game, they stay at a hotel the night before the whole yeah. team. So they, they they can't get up to any funny business or whatnot the, the <laughs> night before. So they they all they all meet in the hotel the day before the game and then travel to the stadium together. But I don't know if that's the way that the Chiefs get to the games as well in terms of home games. But surely not. He's surely he's not going to have to do night feeds the day before <laughs> before the an AFC West game. Like, like he, like Patrick, if you're listening, I'm sure you're not. You can take the other six nights, but that one night you can't take that feed. You just can't. Like you've got to go to work the next day, mate. Like, come on. No. But to your broader point, what if it does happen? What if he does have yeah. a bad game? Because we've not really seen it. Like even he's had bad quarters, he's had bad halves, but it's rare that he's had a bad 60 minutes. Like Mm. take the Miami Dolphins game from last year. He was dreadful for that first quarter, three interceptions. But then for the next two quarters, he was lights out and the Chiefs won the game quite comfortably. Yeah. So you see flashes of, of, yeah, of, of that not going his way, but then he seems to overcome it, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's he's really got like he's got a lot of mental strength. It's not really a term that you hear about in American football, but it's used a lot in over yeah. here for soccer slash football. Mental strength, character. That's what they like to say over here, don't they? They say character a lot. Character. <laughs> and he has got a lot of that in him. And I just can't I I I can imagine it happening one day. I just don't know like what it will be that will trigger for him to have a bad game. Like even the Super Bowl when he had was being pressured 50% of the time, he still didn't have a dreadful game. He still managed to get passes away. He still put receivers in positions to catch touchdown passes. He's yeah. that good. I just can't, I like it's the least likely of all of these scenarios that all of them. And I just, I just can't, I can't see it unless, unless he has like three more kids in the next few months. <laughs> I just, I just can't see it. Unless she's expecting triplets. I just can't, I, I literally, I, I don't know. I don't know how this scenario plays out. Well, it affected Phil Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> It's backing up your point of Phil Rivers. <laughs> I wish I, I wish we had this conversation last week on my Phil Rivers round. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so um, my last one. I love that, Brad. Well done. Kudos to you. <laughs> uh, um, uh, my last one. And it's something that we saw last year that we got away with. But what if our Harrison Butker keeps missing extra points? And Ooh, I say keeps missing like he's not missing every extra point, but he is missing or was missing far too many. That's quite important ones. Yeah. yeah he, he, he missed seven, he missed seven extra points last year. 
And seven yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but seven is a lot. For, yeah. for a kick that's supposed to be automatic, a kick that I think that the average soccer slash football player I think could make 50, 60% of their time because it's mm. not that far a distance, 33 yards. Because like, especially like if you play rugby as well and like practicing rugby kicks when you were younger, like I just, I struggle with an NFL kicker missing from that distance yeah. and we've got away with it so far. Can the Chiefs continue to ride their luck with it though? Surely it's going to cost them eventually. The crazy thing is with Harrison Booker, we've seen him nail them from like 50 plus yards. Yeah, he's fine with field goals. He's fine with them. I mean, he's 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 up there. As, I think I read somewhere on his field goals, he was what the second most accurate or something. It's crazy. But his extra points. <laughs> I just, is, is it a mental thing? Like we're talking about Mahomes' mental strength. Is yeah. is it the opposite for Harrison Butker? Is there a complacency coming in? Is there a technical issue? Like it seems to sort itself out come the end of the season, but. It's, it's still a factor. It was still in the back of people's mind. Like extra points are no longer something that you can just go, oh, I'm going to quickly go to the toilet whilst the extra yeah. points are happening. You now have to watch extra points because they're not automatic. Yeah. And like, you just don't want to be losing games, your season ending on your kicker, missing a 33 yard field goal or extra point attempt. Yeah. And I dread the day that it does cost us a game because the kingdom will come after Butker. Like, as good as he has been from field goals, the mm. day missing extra points costs us is going to be a problem for him. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to know what the what the reason is behind it. They, they said last like said, they two said there was a technical thing. issue involving the snap was and the hold. Was it the spin? Was it the spin yeah, of the, the ball spin. going the other way or something? And it seemed and like they got it sorted. But if these old issues rear their ugly heads again, then... You never know. It might it might end up costing us an important game or two. Am I right in saying that they brought Matt Moore in to help out with the the holding? I have no idea. I'm sure I, I might I might have dreamt that up, mate. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm sure they brought Matt Moore in just as a bit of like a consultant. Oh, now I feel sorry for the people that are going to use your knowledge down the pub. And they're talking, they're talking extra points, and uh, they're talking kicker chat. And they're going to say, "I heard on the podcast that they got Matt Moore in." Like, and that's didn't they get like Lionel Messi in to help with kicking technique? Like, that's what I heard. <laughs> Did you know that Harrison Butker wears seven because his favourite player is David Beckham? Like, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> You made your point. <laughs> reckon that, actually, that's a good point. Do you reckon Butker wears seven because it's like the most popular and iconic number in football? Probably, yeah. Because like, say, oh, like we were saying sorry, before sorry, about... Sorry, seven and ten are the most popular slash iconic numbers in football. Well, yeah, but I mean, up in the northeast, it's, it's you know, northeast of England, it's, it's number nine because of Alan Shearer. Yeah. But no Everybody in Sunday League football used to grab the, grab the number nine jersey out of the bag, out of the kit bag. Sunday League football <laughs> you used to yeah, grab yeah, yeah. used to grab number nine and then the coach would be like Brad you're playing centre half <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah. didn't make any difference you grabbed that number nine shirt and you held it you, you treasured it with your life <laughs> I was the weirdo picking up number three because I was like Paolo Maldini 
Oh, see, I, I, used, I always used to pick up number three myself as well because I used Did to play you? right back. And like, I for me, it's odd a right back wearing number three. That's always been a left back for me. Left back, uh, yeah. Left back should yeah. be number three, but I I liked being a, a right right footed number three for some strange reason. I think it's because yeah. it was the only shirt that was extra extra large. So I used to grab that. <laughs> no, it was the only shirt left in the kit bag for me. So yeah, <laughs> number three. <laughs> well, they're all shoveling, all like trying to rip open the number nine shirt. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going back to your point, yeah, it's, it's probably some significance. I don't know. It's lucky number seven. I don't know. It could be something like that. Mm. Who knows? But anyway. I'm sure Arrowhead right. Pride have probably released an article on this one day. We might just have to go back and listen to it or <laughs> find it. <laughs> All right, mate. That's been uh, that's been fun. We enjoyed that. Trying to work out whether the Chiefs are going to make the uh, the Super Bowl or not. I think they will. Like this is this is not. But like when people see the title or saw the title of the show, they would have assumed it was a negative show. Yeah. But when you actually lay out all of these different scenarios, there has to be a lot to go wrong for oh, the Chiefs God, yeah. not to make the Super Bowl. Like, they are heavily favoured for a reason. And when you list out these potential scenarios that could be uh, obstacles, you start thinking, like, outside of injuries, which is the obvious one, like, really, like, the Chiefs, they should cakewalk it, really. Well, everything else is really good. It's dependent on whether the AFC can really pull it together. Exactly. Isn't it? A lot of it is. It's not it's not our issues, it's their issues at the end it's of the day. Their issues, yeah. yeah. We're the team to beat, we're the team that's got the target on the back. So come at us. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it for there for this week. Um thanks to everybody already who has uh provided us with with some feedback on the show and given us some uh, some amazing reviews we appreciate everything um it is a weekly show we'll be back again every saturday and we'll be uh, we'll be trying to entertain you with uh with our takes and our knowledge about the nfl and obviously the chiefs during these weekly shows uh, so stick with us and all that's left to say is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. 
This is a paid advertisement.